You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to be saved. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, there is a most powerful understanding that which is not assumed is not redeemed. How we understand that, Lord, is that that which you have not taken up into yourself has not been made right. Today, today you walked in to the synagogue and proclaimed the word of God with authority. Lord Jesus, we ask for that type of blessing today. Please guide the words that will be spoken in the ears that hear. May we understand and may it help us be better children of yours. Lord Jesus, I pray this In your name. Amen. Amen. I'm not sure if it was five years or six years ago. But my oldest grandson, Frederick, on a Christmas morning, received a present. And the present was a slot car set. He was not very impressed. But the dad... The uncle and the pappy, they had their eyes on this gift. And so as we continued on the celebration of the birth of our Lord, the dad and the uncle decided they were going to tear into this box. And they did so. And in a short period of time, they had this racetrack all assembled. They plugged it in, they put the cars on it, they hit the controller, didn't work. (laughs) It didn't work. We thought maybe it was broken. Well, what happened was we needed to take it apart. And then we needed to read the instructions. (laughs) And had to assemble this toy according to its design using the proper tools so that everything was connected right. We believe what we did wrong was we had the continuity of the electric circuit wrong. So when we put it together the first time, it looked like it should work. But it didn't. So then taking it apart and following the assembly procedure and the tools to be used properly, when we plugged it in and we put the cars on the track and we pulled the trigger, guess what happened? It worked. It worked. Assembly is important. And guess what? If you assemble something and there's parts left over... 
probably not going to work. That's what I would like to place before you today. The focus on the word assembly and how it can mean manifold things. We are in the season of Epiphany. Epiphany 4 is today. But how did we get here? We need to keep all of those pieces assembled on how God got us to Epiphany 4. We can't just come in and start there. Because then we don't have all the parts in place. Or we've used the wrong tools. So on the last Sunday in November, what was that day for us? The beginning of the church year. It was the first Sunday in Advent. And God began to show us what we should expect. What we should be looking for. And we spent those four weeks in Advent learning and knowing and recognizing the signs that God would put before us. So that we would be able to recognize the gift he was about to send. There's assembly required. We won't know what to look for if we leave Advent out. So Advent was important for us to recognize the gift. And when we recognize the gift that was given on Christmas, the next part that needs to be assembled is the season that we're in, the season of Epiphany. Do you remember what the first Sunday of Epiphany was? What Pastor Jenkins preached on? It was the baptism of our Lord. I believe you used a man's name, Arius, who spoke incorrectly, started to choose things. In other words, he was like the way we put that racetrack together at first. He wasn't following the assembly. He was using his own assembly and his own tools, and they were wrong. So, the season of Epiphany is the showing forth of Jesus as the Son of God. But you know what else it does? It shows forth for you and I how we access our relationship with Almighty God. How our relationship with God is assembled. By his design. So we found out that Jesus, when he was baptized, the heavens resounded with the voice of the Father. This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. The showing forth of Jesus as creator God in flesh. Well, you know, it has an important piece for us, too. Because in our baptism, we are shown forth as the children of God. And then in the second Sunday of Epiphany, we heard the calling of Nathaniel and of Philip. Names just like you and I. And we remember that in 1 Samuel chapter 3, the young boy who was the attendant to the high priest Eli, kept hearing in the middle of the night, Samuel, Samuel. And he would run over to Eli and say, You call? I did not call you. And this happened more than just that once. And then 
finally Eli said to the young Samuel, the next time you hear his voice, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So we become children in our baptism to Almighty God. And as God assembles our relationship with him, we're supposed to be like the young boy Samuel. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And then last week, the pastor decided to rewrite his sermon after Saturday, before he came in on Sunday. You remember the word that he focused on last week? Availability. God was not looking for people with ability, but he was looking for people who would make themselves available to him. In our baptism, we are called to be children of God. We are to say to the Lord, speak to us, please, for we are listening. The next part of the assembly is for us to make ourselves available to Almighty God. And then that brings us to today. And today, Jesus and the common, ordinary fishermen, as Pastor pointed out last week, were called to be part of how he was assembling relationships in the world. And Jesus then takes his followers into the synagogue Now, the synagogue is something that didn't just appear. It just didn't happen. The synagogue, when we look at the Greek definition of the word, means house of assembly. See where we're going? What is the word of today? Assembly. And how it's used in a variety of ways. Now, the synagogue was developed after 586 B.C., In 586 B.C., the Babylonian conquerors went into Jerusalem under Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar destroyed Jerusalem. Well, Jerusalem was the worship center of God's people. And with Jerusalem being destroyed and the temple being destroyed, the people of God, bless you, the people of God were left with a vacuum. And God had them put forth the synagogue. Wherever there were ten married Jewish couples in any community, because what the Babylonians did was they dispersed the people throughout the world. They didn't want them to be in the same communities, a lot of them, because they were afraid they would rise up politically again. So they dispersed them. And in that dispersion... God has the Jewish people develop the synagogue, a place where those people of God in that community could come together on a Sabbath to hear the word of the Lord, the promises that he had proclaimed. And it was into this synagogue, into this assembly, that Jesus comes. And proclaims the word of God with such incredible authority that the people recognize there's something, something different. They did not know yet, except for the demon, 
The demon in our story today was the only one who recognized Jesus as the Son of God. He is the one who said, I know who you are. You are the Holy One, the Son. Have you come to torture us? It was that which opposes God. But Jesus went in to the assembly of the people. And he spoke the word with incredible authority. And it gives us the assurance that as we come into the assembly in God's presence and his word is proclaimed to us, those things that hold us captive, that oppress us, are directed by Jesus to leave us go. But the assembly has to be correct. How it's put together. Because you see that Arius that pastor was talking about. He wanted to do things by his own design. Jesus almighty God the father points out to us in the first reading for today. That not everybody who speaks is going to speak by the authority of God. But I will send a prophet among you. That will guide you and lead you. And his words will be directed by almighty God himself. This Saturday. This Saturday. He is installed as that prophet. That's just awesome. In the text to the Corinthians. You know. Knowledge is good. We can know all of these things about the synagogue and how they were developed and all that. But you know what? They can still become a stumbling block to others in the faith. By God's design, by his assembly, we're supposed to demonstrate the love of God. That's what the Corinthians text is. If we reflect the love of God... We will do our brothers and sisters no harm. So assembly is important. We have been given all of these incredible tools. We have been given all of the parts, all of the components that are needed. We have been given baptism. We have been given faith. We have been given a place to worship and assemble. We have been given a place to pray and a place to study and a place to fellowship with other believers. We have been given the belt of truth. This is the full armor of God. The breastplate of righteousness. Feet firmly fitted with the gospel of peace. A shield of faith which will guard us from all the flaming arrows. The helmet of salvation And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. God has given us everything we need. Every component. Every tool to be assembled into his people. Don't make the mistake we made and put the track together wrong. Know what the instructions are. Follow them. And you will realize the full power of a relationship with God. We praise him.
for putting it all together. Amen. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that thou art. Be thou my best heart in the day and the night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence my light.